Hello, and welcome to Here's My Number, So Call Me Ishmael, the podcast formerly known as Parumpapa Pumpkin Spice Latte. It's a cultural <laughs> quiz show, and so much more. I'm Tony, and this is Austin. Hello, Austin. Hello, Tony. How are you? Good. Um, I'm a little I'm a little under the weather, so if I sound extra husky, that's why. Ooh. Um, I'll try to be sexy. <laughs> the last time we hung out, I was dealing with some intestinal discomfort. Ooh, I never would have known. And... Except for the constant uncontrollable diarrhea. That's, <laughs> that was the only clue. Was, yeah. <laughs> and I now feel much better. However, I realized that I just ate cereal with milk that expired yesterday. Oh, no. So I worry that I may relapse. Here comes the rain again. Oof. Yeah, that's a eurythmic song. It, it is, and that's also... Uh, uh, you In my mind, you have planted a unpleasant image, which is blossoming into an unpleasant feeling crawling through my body. Oh, and that song is usually so cleansing. Not anymore. <laughs> no. Sorry. Sorry, Annie Lennox and company. <laughs> the theme of today's episode, Austin, is Drummer Boys. It is seasonal. Yep. And it is also... Evergreen. Evergreen. The What inspired me was that it was... Well, what inspired me is that it's around Christmas and Little Drummer Boy is a ubiquitous Christmas song. But also, I think it's been almost exactly a year since you and I saw Whiplash. <gasps> Whiplash! Am I right um, about that? And consequently, it's been almost a year of uh, every day taking pencils and and, just, <laughs> and and imitating Miles Teller and just splashing out a little a little Buddy Rich style rat to tat and some fills on various bottles and surfaces. Do you know any other drumming terms besides there's there are there are fills. There are uh, a tattoo is a drumming term. Military drumming. Really? It's a type, it's a type of uh, cadence to march by. Yeah. Huh. Um, what's your favorite slang term for drums? I I like uh, slamming the skins for playing drums. Yeah. I, I really like bonking the domes. Ooh, that's a good one. Yep. Um, crushing the cans. Snapping the circles. Ooh. Because most drums are circular. How about um, tickling? Tickling the tom-toms. Tickling the tom-toms. Yes. Uh, The first category of uh, questions, Austin, today is a little game that I've invented called Drum, Drummer, or Dragon Slayer. Ooh. Wherein I am going to name a type of drum, the name of a drummer, and the name of a dragon slayer, and it is your job to distinguish which is which. Did you pick Dragon Slayer just because it's uh, another D word, or I, I did? Um, yes, you'll notice that all three of those words start with the with the letters D and R. Yes, yes, yes. And drunkards isn't as fun, and I don't know if there are any as many notable household names of drunkards as there are Dragon Slayers. Poof, boy, I respectfully disagree with that assessment. <laughs> Was if, it hard to dig up some of these some of these bones, some of these uh, boys? What you will find is that 
these drums, drummers, and dragon slayers come pretty much directly from Wikipedia lists of drum, drummers, and dragon slayers. Yeah. So the intensity of the work revolved around opening three separate tabs. Um, you know, managing several tabs is... It can be taxing. It can be stressful. So don't don't demean yourself. But uh, yeah, that was not to belittle my work. That was just. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, hit me. <clears throat> the first three are frame, fram, and freeze. Oh my gosh! Um, is there an airplane uh, flying over your apartment right now? There is. It's actually it was a chopper. We Ooh. got a. We got at least two birds in the air. I don't know uh, what's going on over here, but manhunt maybe. Manhunt. We got we got birds in the sky. We got eyes in the sky. Fram, frame, and freeze. You said the last one. Freeze. F R E E S E. I am going to put freeze as drummer. I'm going to put Fram as dragon slayer, and I'm going to put frame as a drum. Austin, you got three. Out of three, correct. Yay! Incredible work. I I picked Freeze as the drummer because it sounds Nordic. I don't know. I figured it might be a a, a metal band drummer. Well, let, me, let me tell you about Josh Freeze. For one thing, he was born on Christmas Day, nineteen seventy-two, which is sort oh of, wow, yeah, which is sort of on theme for the episode. Definitely, he is a member of the bands The Vandals and Devo, and he used to be in Nine Inch Nails. And he used to be in uh, Guns N' Roses. No way. Yeah. Two great bands. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to show my hand on which which ones I'm talking about, but it's <laughs> two, two of the four. Yeah. <laughs> evidently, oh, cool. evidently, he's appeared on more than 400 records. Or no, it's uh, Wikipedia says nearly 400 records. Jeez, Louise. So he's kind of a uh, he. He plays the field. Yeah, he works hard. He gets around. He slammed every set of skins in town. <laughs> he slammed so many skins. Uh, a frame drum is any kind of drum with a drum head width greater than its depth. And Fram, the dragon slayer from J.R.R. Tolkien's Unfinished Tales, slew Skatha the Worm, a, a dragon Ooh. whose name belies the fact that it is not a worm but is in fact a dragon. Yeah, is it spelled W? Y-R-M? It is not. It is spelled W-O-R-M, which, oh. again, very misleading. Yeah. Less impressive good. to kill a worm than a dragon. Yeah, I, I've done it. I Although don't. I, don't do, I don't do it anymore. I, I try to leave them alone unless they encroach upon my space and that, my thing. That's hilarious, Austin, because I was just going to say the same thing. I used to be the sort of guy who would willy-nilly walk around and stomp on worms when it was raining because that's when worms are out and about and nowadays i am super careful not to step on them because why destroy a life that is not harming anyone that has done no wrong yeah it's sort of a to kill a mockingbird situation you know what i mean it's like you don't you You don't kill a mockingbird you don't you don't kill a mockingbird because it's it's done nothing wrong it's true. Kill a worm because um, it's done nothing wrong. You know, I wish the metaphor was a little more clear in that book. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, and I honestly, wish I wish the title was Don't Kill Mockingbirds because the title doesn't make it clear what the moral of the story should be. Right, yeah. Uh, don't don't kill mockingbirds and then in parentheses. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> and then just a picture of Harper Lee's face 
looking over her glasses. <laughs> cool. I, give me, uh, give me the yeah, second one. Let me give you the next round. <clears throat> they are Neza, Nafa, and Ngaklu. I will spell oh. all three of those. Neza is N-E-Z-H-A. Nafa is N-A-F-F-A-H. And Ngaklu is N-G-O-C-L-U. Now, I'm probably pronouncing Ngaklu wrong because it's probably just Naklu, but I wanted to make the G clear. I'm going to say that the last one is a dragon slayer. Nafa is a drum. And Neza is a drummer. Austin, you got zero out of three oh. correct. Man, that's more my speed. <laughs> that, that makes sense. You've, you've fallen back into a place you feel more accustomed to. Yes, this is good. Let me give you a rundown. You said that Nyaklu or Ngaklu or uh, that one is a dragon slayer that is in fact a drum. It is regarded as one of the most important and prominent artifacts of the Dongson culture of the Bronze Age, a civilization that flourished around 2nd and 3rd century BC in the Red River Delta of Vietnam. The high level of importance placed on it by historians and archaeologists is due to its well-preserved and richly decorated nature. Wow. And who's the drummer? The drummer... The drummer is Nafa, that's N-A-F-F-A-H, Paul P.H. Nafa is best known as the former drummer of The Refreshments. He is now the drummer for Roger Klein and The Peacemakers, the band he created with fellow refreshment Roger Klein. Wow. Also, the word Peacemakers is very close to the word Pacemakers. That's true. Just switch around a couple letters, right? Am I doing that right? No, it's missing an E. You just, yeah, you you get rid of the E of peace, and it's Pacemakers. Wouldn't we all like to get rid of that E? (laughs) You know, it is about it's about time. Give Pace a chance. It is it is about oh. Tim. <laughs> um, and then the Dragon Slayer is Neza. That's N E Z H A. The Neza, the Jezza, right? <laughs> yes. And of the, course, Method Man. Yes, the unspoken member of the Wu Tang Clan. Neza is a warrior deity from Chinese mythology. He was born after a gestation period of three and a half years. And then was born as a lotus flower, and then he like emerged from the lotus flower. So that's that's how things got started for Neza. And like then, Tom York. <laughs> yes. Then uh, he did battle with a sea dragon called King Ao Guang. Hmm. And he defeated this dragon by killing himself and then being resurrected again as a lotus flower, and then doing battle with the dragon and defeating him. Oh, so kind of learning from his defeat and becoming more powerful through reincarnation. Yeah, although it was a, it was a, a direct killing of himself. Do you call that a defeat if you kill yourself? Why did he kill himself in the first place? It's, it's unclear. I wonder if it's to uh, just give him another lifetime of, of knowledge, you know? Going in for round two, kind of a level up situation. Yeah, it's kind of like Goku on um, Snake Road. Do you remember that saga? Uh, uh, give me, brush me up on the details. Goku gets killed right away in that first season of Dragon Ball Z and goes up to Snake Road, which is kind of this bridge between the world and the afterlife, and then makes it to, I think it's Master Kami, 
who is a wise cracking kind of guru, very similar to to Yoda. Okay. In, in terms of he does not look powerful. Ah, uh, yes. And sort of doesn't have the attitude of a powerful person that you might expect. But within it all. Right. He is incredibly powerful. But I think I was wrong about it being Kami. Kami, I think, is the um, per- pervert that lives out on the island. Man, anyone who doesn't watch Dragon Ball Z is just Yeah, my, myself included, man. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> So sorry. So the long and short of it is that Goku dies and then comes back more powerful than you could ever imagine. Right. So he comes back without any time having passed on Earth, but he has he has been training and learning. Uh, ah. While his friends have been like struggling to fight off this thing, and so he comes back and he's just ready to lay down the law. I see. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, the third round, <clears throat> Ilamba. Inanna, Imboden. Hmm, again. Ilamba, Inanna, Imboden. Can you spell? I, I can spell. <laughs> I have a lot of words in my repertoire that I'm able to assemble using the letters of the alphabet. Uh, yes, Ilamba is I-L-A-M-B-A. Inanna is I-N-A-N-N-A. And Imboden is I-M-B-O-D-E-N. I'm going to say Imboden is a drummer i'm saying the alamba is a drum and the anana is a dragon slayer austin you got three out of three correct yeah back in it back on the saddle dude well done yes the alamba is a drum as you said it is a it is from zimbabwe it is zimbabwean and it is made from a shell of a gourd inanna the dragon slayer is inanna what's my name inanna what's my name uh she is the sumerian goddess of love which is uh, probably why rihanna invokes her name in that song right uh she is the sumerian goddess of love beauty sexual desire fertility knowledge wisdom war and combat she is also the patron goddess of the temple at the city of uruk which is her main cult center man what a what a renaissance woman. She... What a pre-renaissance woman. <laughs> right. She's just naissance. Yeah, she she has a, a wide skill set. Inanna is actually her Sumerian name. You may be familiar with her Akkadian name, Ishtar, or Ishtar. Yeah, Ishtar. Yes. You may be familiar with her from the Bible. Mm. Yes, she uh, battles a dragon in a mythic epic poem however if you'd gotten this one wrong i would have cut you a little slack because in fact it's not certain whether or not she battled a dragon or a mountain because the word that is used to describe the mountain is also the word that is used to describe a dragon really and her glasses were just a really bad prescription so she (laughs) you couldn't tell either it could have been a don quixote style mix-up yeah and imboden or Imboden, or Imboden, I-M-B-O-D-N-D-E-N. He is a rock and jazz drummer. You may know him him from the multi-platinum band Chicago. (gasps) Does anybody really know what time it is? Yeah, does anybody even care about time? Yeah, I love Chicago. Yeah. Do you know what city they're from? (sighs) The answer may surprise you before you answer. (laughs) Um... Shoot. 
Philadelphia. And Chicago. Dang it. You know what? That does surprise me. That's actually an interesting paradox, Austin, that you set up because the reason it surprises me that they're from Chicago is because you said that it would surprise me. Oh, man. I just, I just, I instilled an emotion in you just by speaking it into existence. Exactly. You will be surprised. Exactly. Tony. Because if you hadn't said I would be surprised, I wouldn't have been surprised. Wow. Such power our words have. <laughs> um, uh, the- I just remembered it's King Kai. I just remembered. Oh, I don't know. Thank God. Okay. Yeah. King Kai, that's the one who they teach Goku how to use the spirit bomb, okay. which he eventually, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Thank God. Took him six months to cross the road. Okay. The next category is drummers from film and TV. The first fictional drummer I would like to talk about is Animal from The Muppets. Um, Animal. Yes. Do you know who provided his hilarious voice? Oh, man. I I will provide a clue. Are you ready? I'm ready. We have talked about another character that this person voiced already on this program. (sighs) Oh, boy. Not, Not on this episode, though. On this episode of this program. Oh, We've already talked about a shows where my mind is, man. I <laughs> You are uh, even the person who brought up this character's name. It's not not Goku though. It's not it's not Goku Goku. Uh but it was in the context of that conversation. Oh Yoda. Mmm. Uh <laughs> yes. Frank Oz. Yes. Very well. Yeah. Done. Cool. Yes. You know? I should have just guessed because he and, and Jim Henson are frequent collaborators they do they collaborate so that was uh, that's the voice of adult animal the muppet babies version of animal also has two famous people who voiced him did you ever watch muppet babies like would you ever be able to come up with those names not off the top of my head but if you gave me a clue maybe well i'm full of those the first person to voice him for the first two seasons was a uh, young man who would go on to host the television show deal or no deal that bald guy yes uh, Howie, Howie Mandel, is mm-hmm. that his name? Very well done. Nice. Yes, Howie Mandel voiced him for the first two seasons. The second voice actor you may know from his character, Joey Gladstone. Joey Gladstone. Now, you may not know him from his last name. You might know him better by his familial relationship with some other characters in the show. Mm. Uh, friends. No, that would be Joey Tribbiani, and okay. also never, they, never. they are they are friends, not family. Never seen a full episode. Well, two of them are family. Yeah, that's true. But you're right. Uh, yes. Joey, Uncle Joey. Yes, wow. exactly right. Yes, yes, yes. John Stamos. No, Dave Coulier, John Stamos. <gasps> John Stamos is the other uncle. You're right. That's Uncle, uncle Jesse. Jesse. You're right. Say the name of Uncle Joey again. Joey Gladstone or Dave Coulier? Dave Coulier. Did you know, this is pretty common knowledge at this point, so we can cut this out in post sure. if anyone's heard this, but the Alanis Morissette song, You Oughta Know, uh, are you familiar? I ver- yeah, intimately. For a very long time, it was a mystery as to who that was about, but it was personal enough that people kind of suspected it was about an actual person. And I think that... Alanis is on record as saying that it's referring to Uncle Joey in real life. 
Yeah. So she she went into this fictional universe and imagined herself as the former lover of of Joey Gladstone. Joey Gladstone. Um, no, about the actor. Yeah, uh, whose name I've already forgotten. Again, David Coulier. Uh Yeah. So those uh, those are three people who voiced Animal. Uh, the next uh, fictional drummers that I would like to talk about are the drummers from Spinal Tap, the fictional band originally featured in the movie This Is Spinal Tap. Yes. Can you Anna. name? the ways that the four first drummers of Spinal Tap died, according to oh, the movie. Man. One of them just exploded, right? Two of them, actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's two of the four. Two of them are spontaneous combustion. Two of them are uh, spontaneous combustion. Um, a car accident? No, you're, you're, you're probably going to have to get even stranger than spontaneous combustion. Did one lose his head somehow? One of them died in a bizarre gardening accident, <laughs> uh, which may have involved losing his head. And the fourth one was inspired by the death of Jimi Hendrix, if that helps you. Oh, uh, drugs. Well, specifically, though, how did drugs kill Jimi Hendrix? Well, Jimi Hendrix's brain was a perfect elliptical egg, and then uh, Jimmy's brain on drugs was a smash. <laughs> scrambled egg so something some kind of that process i don't know exactly how um, in fact Jimi hendrix asphyxiated on his own vomit oh. after overdosing on pills however the drummer from spinal tap choked on someone else's vomit <laughs> uh, which is a very silly way to go yeah but yes those are the four deaths bizarre gardening accident best left uninvestigated choking on someone else's vomit and two cases of spontaneous combustion man what a great movie two other movies austin drumline and its sequel drumline colon a new beat that's nick cannon right it truly is and somebody else is in it do you know who the female lead is Ooh, give me a hint i will this is going to be sort of a a trail of clues that i'm going to put some breadcrumbs on the trail and i want you to follow me okay are you ready i'm going to follow them to the witch's house to would you like to follow me to the witch's house Okay, so Austin, the first interracial kiss on U.S. television occurred in what television show? Uh, I Love Lucy. Oh, interesting. I, I don't think they... Do they kiss on screen? No, maybe not. Because they have uh, to sleep in different beds and stuff. Yes. So much later than that? Yes, much later both... Well, not much later, but later both in the fictional universe and in the real universe. Oh, man. I don't know. Would it have been something like uh, Happy Days... Or cling cling to my clue about it being later in the fictional universe. Later in the fictional universe. So, for instance, um, if I Love Lucy takes place in the 1950s, and this show takes place in like the 2300s, for example, Lost in Space. You're getting there. Star Trek. Yes. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the next the next question is, which two characters were that interracial kiss? Was it Kirk and? Uh, Uhura? It surely was. Okay. Then the next and final clue in this series of clues is the actress who is the female lead in Drumline is also the actress who portrays that character in the new Star Trek films. In the new Star Trek. Tony, what a great string of clues. Thanks, dude. Uh, Zoe Saldana. Nicely done. Yes. She, I, was, I had seen Drumline a very long time ago, and I only remembered Nick Cannon because he is prominently featured but zoe saldana kind of before she was super famous was in that movie 
Wow. Yeah. Breakout role. I, uh, I also found this movie on the website Common Sense Media. Are you familiar with this website? Oh, totally. We used to use Plugged In Online, which was uh, focused on the family's version of okay. Common Sense Media. Yeah. But yeah. For those, wanna, for those wanna... who aren't familiar, Common Sense Media is a website directed at parents and children with the object of determining if films are appropriate for certain age groups and uh, certain types of, of children. And uh, in addition to that feature, the a website also features reviews of the movies by parents and children. And one parent review of Drumline was similar to MTV. This movie has innuendo. It was sort of like when a rapper makes a movie, but a bit toned down. Overall, it was very MTV sort of thing, <laughs> which I really That's liked. Beautiful. One of my favorite common sense media reviews is of The Big Lebowski. And let me see if I can find it really fast because it... It is just so perfect. Maybe it wasn't on Common Sense Media. I know I posted it on my Facebook, but it was a long time ago, so I'm not going to worry about it right now. Let's keep Let's plug rolling through, and I'll try to think of it and find it. Sure. So I also looked up the sequel to Drumline, Drumline colon A New Beat on Common Sense Media, and the uh, the synopsis provided by by the website is this. Parents need to know that Drumline, a new beat, follows the typical formula of the Drumline franchise by combining teen drama, life lessons, and great band performances. There's some strong language, ass, hell, bitch, some sexual content, including kissing between opposite and same-sex young adults, and couples waking up in bed together. There are same-sex kisses? Do you think it's like the uh, frat, like... Two girls making out, oh, or do you definitely, think the, definitely. Oh, definitely. And uh, fighting is visible, as is some drunken behavior, the use and sale of marijuana, and Apple products. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is... What is... Why? <laughs> it's just, you know, some families are deep Windows families, and so you don't want to expose your, your children to alternative lifestyles Ugh, apple products yeah. we're a p we're a pc family <laughs> um, but Dad, i really like stephanie not not bring her in this house no she's not welcome here now nah, we don't we don't take to her kind we don't take to her kind here <laughs> mom dad i have i have something to tell you oh what is it son this is this is important i I think I might be an Apple user. <laughs> oh my God. The dad tries to smile and like do a thumbs up and the mom just breaks down. <laughs> In truth, the, the Apple products reference is mentioned because they do a rating of how much consumerism there is in films. So they highlight when specific brands are present is a little right. bit less exciting but my favorite review of the movie comes from a 13 year old on common sense media who says awesome movie just want to let you know it's awesome i get excited when devin miles is coming but there's something i just don't want it has so much drama to the main character so i just want to tell you that please reduce the drama of the movie please make drumline three but less drama <laughs> less drama and more drama <laughs> all right yeah. And what I really like about that review is is that the reviewer seems to misunderstand the purpose of reviews. Like reviews are personal letters to the filmmakers. Right. Uh great film. Love your work. It's just posted <laughs> on this back alley yes. review website. Austin, we talked about Whiplash earlier. 
Let's talk more about Whiplash. Let's talk more about Whiplash. Can you tell me what Oscars it won? Ooh, man. Best Supporting Actor for J.K. Simmons? Definitely. Okay, cool. Um, Better known as Just Kidding Simmons. Or J. Jonah Jameson. Or J. Jonah Jonah Jameson. Good point. It's, It's funny that a J.K. played a J.J. Yeah. Did it win Best best score best original score it did not because i'm sure i I bet a lot of the music in that movie were is not original were jazz yeah jazz standards the other two that it won are would be considered technical wins ones that are usually relegated to the commercial breaks during the oscars right right and now for best drum tuning <laughs> goes to yeah so which wait which ones are they they are film editing and sound mixing Film editing and sound mixing. You know, you know, this sounds like I'm pulling it out of my ass, but uh, now that I hear those, I agree. One of my favorite parts about that movie is how the cuts and the editing mimics, you know, the sounds of of jazz drumming. Yes, so they make it's, use it's of quick and it's they make use of rhythm and beats in a way visually that mirrors the audio. Yeah, totally. And I thought Birdman did that really well that year as well. Yeah. I just saw Birdman. It was really good. Yeah. Well, it was sort of good. Mixed feelings. We'll talk about it later. Okay, yeah. We'll talk about it offline. I like it uh, for the most part. Um, We'll talk about it later. We'll talk. Yeah, let's talk about it later. Do you want to talk about it right now so no one can hear it? Yeah. I really liked the movie as an artistic piece, but I think that the movie plays into uh, a cliched and ultimately false narrative about artists being tortured geniuses rather than incredibly hard workers and talented in the way that they work rather than talented in the way that they are like they've been given a gift from the gods and it drives them insane do you know what i'm saying yeah totally um i agree with that i didn't see it as so much portraying him as a genius uh but as someone who who kind of was at the height of his popularity and then uh, realized he didn't really have much to offer the world in terms of acting because he was a, a blockbuster star. And so how, you know, was, was he even an actor? And, and how do I prove to people that I actually care about this art? Right. You know, yeah. You know, I, I'm portrayed as. I agree with you, sort of. But the climax of the movie... Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The climax of the movie, when he shoots his nose, is like this moment when he's sort of universally recognized as a genius by like his fellow actors and by the reviewer. And that's, that is like this quintessential moment of tortured artistry in a way that I, I don't think is a realistic betrayal of what artistry really is. Yeah, okay. Good. I'm, I think we're on the same page on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So there is a review of Whiplash on Common Sense Media, which I really liked. Uh, this is brought to us by a 15-year-old on Common Sense Media. Yes, please. The title of the review is Too Abusive. The review says, Who would want a movie that says that encouraging words are bad? This movie is my least favorite because of the abuse in there. J.K. Simmons has gone too far. This deserves to be rated R. JK has done it again. <laughs> and this time, he might have been, he might have pushed to the limit. He might have pushed the limit. 
Can you imagine? Can you imagine kind of demonizing actors for their character? <laughs> this like this fifteen-year-old literally believes that J.K. Simmons was just cut loose on the set and acted as if J.K. Simmons was J.K. Simmons. J.K. has gone too far. <laughs> I liked him in the State Farm commercials. <laughs> right? Yeah, he was. He, he was, was there great protecting our safety. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Yes. So uh, those those are the uh, the fictional drummers about which I wanted to talk. Our last category is the little drummer boy. <gasps> Peace on us. Come, they told me, pa-ra-pa-pum-pum, a newborn king to see, Oh, jeez, lost the harmony there. Yeah, your audio was cutting out, so I was having a hard time uh, following. Anyway, Austin, how many versions, according to Wikipedia, of that song, how many cover versions of that song do you think exist? 26. <laughs> Ha! Ugh! I I scoff in the face of your stupid low answer. So I'm I'm thinking in terms of like things I might have heard on the radio, but you're saying how many times has it been covered ever, 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 and even even like in terms of artists you know, there are over twenty six. Okay, so let's go with a hundred. Let's go with two hundred. Two hundred and twenty. Man. Now, it's I'm, not even that. It's not that great of a song. It is, it's no. It's not. Ninety percent of the song is just parumpa pum pum. You know, it's not rooted in scripture. No. Um, Which I know is your metric of of a good song. That's my metric of art. Is it biblical? Right. And that's yeah, that's why I know. It's that's what your personal beef with with Radiohead is. It's it really not, is not nearly biblical enough. Not quite. Did I tell you uh, my favorite joke that Dan Morton has ever made? No. Twitter hashtag, uh, hashtag who's Dan Morton hashtag who's Dan Morton we're talking about I'm probably gonna bleep out his last name hashtag who's Dan hashtag who's Dan we were talking about Radiohead and how their new album got a lot of buzz and then um, you know people reviewed it very well even though it maybe didn't quite live up to a lot of their work and Dan just kind of looked at me and said do you think anyone would like Tom York if he didn't have that lazy eye <laughs> And, uh, you know, I think he had a point. It's so true. Uh, how really, much of it, does my, contri- it does contribute to his image as an artist. How much of my deep love and respect for Radiohead, which is deeper than I admit to anyone because it's very deep. Uh, how much of that is based on pity for this guy? <laughs> I had to really check myself. And Yeah, it's, um, sort of those, it's sort of one of those situations where you think, like, this person had to overcome so much that that their art is just that much more impressive right kind of like you know while we're just diary of Anne frank not that great on its own as a, as a work of literature but the the the, the, the context uh really contributes to uh in a real way not just in a, not just in a superficial way in a uh, in a very real way um that book has been coasting and has been resting on its laurels for too long it really has thank you thank Uh, you for being brave enough oh you're welcome you know if uh listeners if if you don't hear us next week it's because i have been dethroned by the adl (laughs) and I, i i give you my best yeah 
The ADL has has agents listening to every podcast that exists. Just ready. Just ready to to, to dethrone people. Austin, I'm going to do some <clears throat> I'm going to do some descriptions of artists singing Little Drummer Boy or I might even try some uh, imitations some imitations and I want you to tell me who it, who and these are people these are all people who actually performed the song uh, got it so here, here's the first one <clears throat> come they told me now what that was supposed to be is the lowest voice I could conjure because this person has a really low voice hmm man Tom Waits nope Tom Waits would be more raspy. It would be like, Come, they told me, Drown yourself in this pool of blood. (laughs) Yeah. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Um, Your impression was great. No, I Um, mean, the the only feature of the impression was that it was a really low voice. Uh, You know, he sings the song Little Drummer Boy, but his, his nickname was The Man in Black. Oh. Yes, John Cash. Yeah. Here's another one. Come, they told me, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum, a newborn king to see, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. Now, despite your, despite your uh, B-movie-esque imitation <laughs> of this artist, I think this is someone that you have an immense deal of respect it is, for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh. Okay, Bob Dylan. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I love Bob Dylan, uh, but that's that's what he sounds like in my head. <laughs> you know, it uh, it's not that far off. To me. That was, <laughs> you got me there. Okay, so uh, here's here's another one. I gotta mentally conjure this. Uh, what, what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to sing the lyrics of one song to the tune of another song, and it's very difficult to put myself in that headspace. Oh, please do though. I'm uh, so ready. <laughs> I'm a drummer boy. I'm a yep. Uh, Joan Jett. Yes, and and the Blackhearts. Don't forget the Blackhearts, dude. You could have done her version of Crimson and Clover. Drums. La 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 la. la. Yeah. Just a little drum boy. Um. <laughs> Great. For these for these next two artists, I'm not going to sing, but my impression is going to be that I'm I'm blind. Okay, okay. Uh, Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles. Yeah, sure. Yep, they both have versions. Surely, that makes sense. That checks out. Would you like to do Ringo Starr? (laughs) I'm trying to think of a uh, a song to put. uh, Besides Octopus's Garden, Octopus's Garden was Ringo Starr. He has a song called Don't Pass Me By. That's actually one of my favorite Beatles songs. Oh, yeah. Come, they told... Oh, that was good. Oh, that was good for a second there. They they told me. (laughs) (laughs) Rumple pum pum. It's very good. Very Liverpool. Oh, thank you. Uh, there's another person who we already talked about uh, in this program, on this episode of this program, who has a version of Little Drummer Boy. The Muppets? I mean, maybe the Muppets do, but this was this will be even more surprising than the Muppets. Give me a hint. In this, in, in this episode of this program, he came up sort of tangentially as a clue to the This is Spinal Tap question. Oh. He is also <laughs> famous for playing a 
right-handed guitar left-handed or a left-handed guitar right-handed i can't remember which one oh jimmy Jimmy. there is one version that is featured on the an album called you will be wiggling where you will is spelled y-u-l-e Ooh, the wiggles yep the wiggles man i forgot about the wiggles uh god the wiggles have a version of little drummer boy and this shouldn't be a surprise because it's the internet but uh, there is a surprisingly uh, robust community of people who find the Wiggles in a relatively innocuous fashion sexually gratifying. Yeah, just uh, no. sex symbols more than anything else. The one um, you used there was innocuous. And I, I don't know that I've ever found sexual gratification by way of children's characters to be innocuous. Right, but they're full-grown men. You know, I meant yeah, innocuous I guess that's more. True. I meant innocuous more in the term of like... It is harmless, you're right. You know, in the same way that people might be like overly attracted to a certain actor to the yeah, point of no, there's discussion right. about about him. You know what? People's and, preferences are people's preferences. And, and you and I are not the arbiters. You know, if it's not hurting anyone, why should we, why should we be the ones to tell them to stop? Right. Let your freak flags fly, you, you, you wiggle heads. <laughs> What's a good name for someone who who is sexually attracted to the Wiggles? I thought Wiggleheads was really good. Wiggleheads is good. Um, Wiggers. Uh. <laughs> is that used already? Are the the people who obsess with the Wiggles are they men or women? Because if it's women, they could be Little Miss Wiggies. Ooh, Little Miss Wiggies. I think it's both. Okay. I think it's uh, yeah, it's both. Well, the women could be uh. Little Miss Wiggies. And. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Wiggle dicks. It's <laughs> very uh, sort of abrupt to the point. Right, just one word. Yeah. Who else has performed Little Drummer Boy? This this group, I don't even. I hesitate to even call them a group. This collection of people could provide a nine part harmony. Pentatonics. Well, p- penta is it would be five, so that would be a five part Uh-oh. harmony. Although, um, they do have a version, you're right. I, I don't want to belittle that, but they... Right, but you're right. The number of parts of their they... harmony would vary. It would either be eight or nine, depending on whether they include their maid. Oh, the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a great clue, Tony. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, if Alice is getting in. Yeah. And you know what would happen is they'd be singing it as a family at the end of the episode, and then Alice would kind of peek her head in and say... uh. Room for one more? And then it'll go, do 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 And then the episode would end, and it would be a really a really good moment for them. Yeah. Got room for one more? Room for one more? Gosh, that's such... Austin, you sort of missed your calling as, as a Brady Bunch writer. Aw. Some other people who have versions of Little Drummer Boy. Destiny's Child. Ooh. Boys, two men. Uh, are both of those spelled B-O-I for both of those groups? L-I-L apostrophe... Drummer B O I <laughs> in the in the R and B style. That would be appropriate. I guess I didn't investigate, but I will assume I will assume that they are. Another another person who has a little little drummer boy cover has a heavy metal band, but is more famous for other things, namely being a movie villain in two major movie franchises. Oh man, a movie villain in two major movies. Indeed, two movie trilogies. Two movie trilogies, a bad guy. Mm-hmm. 
two separate trilogies, two right? Separate trilogies, yeah. And incidentally, both of the tri- both of the m- the movie trilogies in which this villain is featured have a companion movie trilogy. One of those companion movie trilogies features this same villain. The other one does not. Oh man! You know, I'm I'm guessing it's Sir Ian McKellen. You have gotten the correct movie trilogy, but your Ian McKellen is not a villain. Well, he's a villain in X Men. Oh, he is. Oh, but he wouldn't. Yeah, you said villain in both. Yes. So you're thinking of Lord of the Rings. I surely am. And the companion trilogy would be The Hobbit. Correct. And the villain would be Christopher Lee. Exactly right. Christopher Lee, prior to his passing, had a hard, hard rock or heavy metal band that, among other things, had a cover of Little Drummer Boy. Man, talk about a renaissance man. Talk Christopher about Lee. a renaissance man. Can we please talk about renaissance people more? Yes, Christopher Lee, the two trilogies to which I was referring were Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. The companion trilogies, of course, being The Hobbit and Episodes 4, 5, and 6. Yes, yes, yes. And this young man collaborated with Busta Rhymes on a version of the song for his album Under the Mistletoe. Buster Rhymes, this young man. Uh, Lil Bow Wow? No. Under the Mistletoe with Buster Rhymes? Yeah. You know, I have no idea. Hit me. Imagine that this person was under the mistletoe with one with a lonely girl. Then that girl would be one less lonely girl. Oh, yeah. I, I know that song, but I don't know who is who it is. One less lonely girl. Is it JB? It surely is. Wow. I didn't know that he and Busta were friends. Yeah. So he, but he does, he collaborates with uh, rap artists. Yeah, that's he true. Is, he and Luda have a song together. He and Nicki Minaj have a song together. He and Chance have a song together. He and Chance have a song together more recently. Yeah. You know, and it's because in my mind I was thinking of uh, Exhibit, not Busta Rhymes. Oh. He was from a different era. A different so, but so, yeah, Busta makes sense. Do you remember that Busta Rhymes song? Baby, if you give it to me, I'll yes. give it to you. I know what you man. That is a club banger, and it is it has come back into my uh, into your arsenal, club banging lifestyle. My arsenal of songs to play at parties when yeah. too much Skrillex has been on. <laughs> uh, uh, right. Can we please go back to the classics like Busta Rhymes? Like Busta. Hey, guess what? What? I've been kind of absentmindedly scrolling through my Facebook, and I've gotten back to September fourth, <gasps> two thousand fifteen. Perfect. In which I said, in honor of the Big Lebowski party and Pipeworks beer tapping, I attended at the Logan Theater last night. Uh, more like we attended, because we went to that together. More like we attended, Tony. But I didn't I didn't say that in the original post. Right. But I, just, um, I wanted everyone to know. Maybe I'll go back and edit that right now. <laughs> um, here is a review of the film from 1998 by a girl that I want to be friends with. <laughs> Quote... I love to bowl with my youth group and consider bowling to be a healthy pastime. <laughs> I was so disappointed that this movie would take a clean Christian sport. <laughs> I was so disappointed that this movie would take a clean Christian sport like bowling and pervert it with the drugs and sex and profanity. I would urge other Christian bowlers to stay away from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> and that's from Heather, age 21. <laughs> Oh, Heather. Heather, age 21. Sweet Heather. (laughs) 
Oh, honey. Oh, dear sweet Heather. I'm so sorry that that, that movie just subverted your expectations. I I would urge other Christian boys to go Bentley. Yeah, it would be a shame for you to always have bowling so twisted in your mind. Austin, that's that's a really good way to wrap it up. Perfect. Thanks for chatting. Yeah, it was uh, it was excellent. Yeah. Thanks for uh, keeping us on task or uh, keeping the time with your uh, your drum oh. drum related. Yeah, keeping questions. us on time. Nice. Yes. Uh, thank you, Austin. Thank you for for listening, people who are are listening. And you know, once again, big shout outs to Juchuma, who's uh, who's the drummer boy in his band is either named Blaze or Blade. I can never remember which is the drummer and which is the guitarist. Right. I know it's a fine line. Both equally badass. Uh, Very talented thing. musicians. Yeah. I saw Jude last night. Oh, did I you? was. Uh, yeah. He he played a show with uh, Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. I don't know his name in real life. His band. No the kidding. It was really sold awesome. out. It was sold out. But uh, I talked to Jude, and they're going to be going on tour in Florida soon. So all you Floridians out there, nice. Check him out when he's in your backyard. Absolutely. And if you ever come to Chicago, he's usually doing shows in Chicago. And uh, give a little shout out to his drummer boy Blade or Blaze, <laughs> whichever one it is. And a tip of the cap to his bassist, uh, who is the other one. The other one. <laughs> cool. Um, Cool. Well, yes. Uh, I don't think I ever actually said that Jude Chuma is the artist who provided the music. I just said that he's a good guy. So Jude Chuma is the man who provided the music at the beginning and the end here. Check him out. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. I-